What's going on, everybody? Jonathan BNC Retrievers welcoming y'all to a on-the-spot BC Retrievers podcast, outdoors podcast, whatever you want to call it. Here we go. I didn't even have time to even call court. I was listening to a to another podcast and I said man it's been a hot minute since we've done one so here we are it's going to be a little bit of a rant because some stuff did kind of take me off and involved one of my friends here the last couple of weeks and I wanted to discuss that and uh Cord I know you're not into the the rant podcast so I just went ahead and left you out uh we've been trying to get Shane Sykes on the podcast as well but that's mine and Court's fault we just have not had a good day to meet up together to go up there and see Shane but Shane I apologize to you uh hopefully we can link up here in the next week especially since school's coming out and uh Hopefully things will start winding down as far as that goes. However, we are a couple of days away from Tennessee's duck opener. Uh, it starts Friday the 29th, and I cannot wait to get out there. I was polishing up some decoys tonight and get my waiter set out and stuff like that. Starting with that, I want you all to check out Drake Waterfowl. They are killing it right now with their new waders, their new six-layer, five-in-one waders. You get a, a insulated duck hunt waiter, an uninsulated duck hunting waiter, a insulated fishing waiter, an uninsulated fishing waiter, and an overall bib set. So check them out, Drake Waterfowl Systems. Uh, they also have a killer killer dog vest in the hot new real tree timber pattern check them out also check out barrett's tire dover in erin tennessee home of the barrett's home of the best people in the world that can take care of all your tire and oil change needs here we go all right so uh going into the rant right into it uh so a few weeks ago colin kaepernick had his tryout and uh he, he did his own thing, yada, 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 and that got me thinking, um, and while I was thinking, one of my friends that has a dog uh, had posted on one of the uh, Facebook groups and had asked just a general question. We're not going to dive, I'm not going to dive into details. It's just a general question, uh, nothing really technical, just a, it's been asked before, so I don't even know why people threw such a fit, but it's been asked a few times before, but anyway... He literally got ate up uh, for the most part. He got told that his dog was just going to be a pet just to bring him inside and uh, make him a lap dog. Uh, he got told a bunch of crappy advice. And it made me thinking that uh, all this was going on at the same time. It makes you think all these people have dogs and they expect, uh, expect them to, be, to behave and, and perform at this level. But... Uh, you really don't know where your dog's at until you give them a workout, pretty much. And what we'll be talking about tonight is just uh, what I envision if you were, if a dog was Colin Kaepernick, what would his workout be? Or what as an owner or a breeder would you be? And this all ties into everybody thinks they're a duck dog trainer. And we are by no means professionals. However, I think we have it down to a pretty good pat as far as our dogs go. But in giving y'all advice as we go, we give y'all some simple advice that's been uh, taught and it's kind of the standard in the community. We do it. We do do a few things different, but it's pretty much built on a solid foundation of people like uh, Freddie King, Chris Aiken. We use all of their programs to 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 build a build our own program, but. Everybody thinks they're a duck dog trainer if they've trained a few dogs or if they've trained their own dog and or if they've watched a few YouTube videos and that's just simply not the case. So start with the first part, the duck dog workout. And this kind of ties in with a few of the 
you know, you'll hear people say started dog or finished dog and stuff like that. But what does it really mean? What's a true finished dog? When I was going to get Murphy, uh, my boy in Spaniel a few years ago, he's going to be our first duck dog. I went down to meet uh, the breeder and uh, see the puppies. They were only about two or three weeks. And I wanted to see the parents. They were on site. So I meet uh, Michael Landry from Walnut Ridge Gun Dog Kennels down in Pulaski, Tennessee. And uh, we talked for a few minutes. And here comes this dog named Bodie. And it's Murphy's dad. And what a stud. This dog could do it all. Upland game, uh, waterfowl, field trials. He did it all. And uh, I said, well, I said, can you give me? I, I didn't even know what to even look for. And he goes, well, here, let me show you what all Bodie can do. So he sends Bodie on a few marks. He does a few blind retrieves. He gives him some right backs, some left backs, and some overs. And Bodie's just taking these signs perfect. And from there on, I was I, I saw the mom. Mom was on site. She was not in the uh, position to do any kind of work, i.e., she was feeding her pup. So, uh, but she was a proven dog as well. So, I went off and I got Murphy a few weeks later. So, as a breeder or somebody who's trying to sell dogs, you obviously want to put out a you know somewhat kind of similar thing of what the dogs or what the parents or the the dog you're trying to sell is capable of. And the first thing down starting off the list is just an overall sense of steadiness or calmness per se. Now you'll have young dogs that just run a hundred miles an hour. That's Tucker. He's so hard to calm down. Uh, that's just because he's a young dog and he's got so much outside distractions going on. Our family, we have small kids and they amp him up. But overall, if you're if you're bringing your dog out to show off or to a field test or something like that, your dog needs to have an overall sense of steadiness. That means, i.e., he'll heal with you. He don't try to run ahead of you. He doesn't try to pull you. He pays attention to you. He sits when you tell him to sit. There's no multiple sit, sit, sit. No, he just sits. And when you tell him to sit, he stays. You don't have to really keep enforcing the word stay but once you tell him to sit he's there and he's watching what's all going on and this translates directly into the duck blind i don't know about a lot of y'all but we got to the duck blind about 4 35 o'clock uh tucker and will sit there and kind of watch his pitch out decoys where we'll let him kind of run a little bit and kind of just you know warm up per se but then we go into the blind and we wait and we're waiting you know for sun up and we're waiting for ducks to come in and sometimes dogs do more waiting than they do retrieving actually it's a lot of times so that translates directly as overall steadiness. You don't want them whining. You don't want them getting antsy. You just want them to, to just have fun and just chill out and relax and look at the sky. Now, it's hard to do for younger dogs. And I've always said that, you know, after if you're not shooting anything a lot, take the dog out and throw him some fun retrieves or whatever. Get his, get his bones moving and stuff like that. But a seasoned dog, a true finished dog, or even a started dog should have an overall sense of steadiness inside the blind, outside the blind. You get it. So that's the first thing. Second thing we're going to uh, feel like is just an overall marking ability. And this kind of goes in with steadiness a little bit. But your dog needs to be able to pick up on multiple marks uh, that you throw or that a bird boy throws. Or even in the duck blind, these birds are falling. Now, you don't have to work on these at the house. I, don't, I never throw more than three marks at a time. And that's just me. Uh, if we shoot six ducks that all fall in the water, uh, chances are that that dog's not going to see all six ducks. He's going to kind of tune in on one or two of them, uh, but you got to think there's a lot of shooting. There's probably some hollering going on, and he's not going to be able to find all six ducks 
just by eyesight. He'll have to do the blind retrieves. So we do about three blind, uh, three marks, and your dog should again, boom, pick up one mark, come to heel, give it to you. Boom, get another mark, come to heel. Third mark, boom, bring it back, boom, it's done. So that's that's an overall mark, and that's the that's what almost what's taught immediately after you know your your basic commands is marking. And for well-being, a lot of people stop here, and that's perfectly fine. If that's if you don't want to do any casting drills or stuff like that, and you want to rely just on you know the marking, I mean, that, my hat's off to you. But going down the workout list, if you're a quarterback or, you know, you want to do more than just pass or just run the ball. So anyway, the next thing I want to talk about, what be on my list, is an overall sense of taking casts. So you want your dog to be able to take a right back, left back, right over, left over, and you want him to do it consistent 100% of the time. If you give him a left back, he should go left back. And then when he comes back, you should be able to give him a left over and he know the difference. He or she know the difference. You know, when you're first training a dog, they say you never give a left over after you've done a left back. And that's true. But in a finished dog, they should be able to know the difference between an over and a back. And again, that takes time. That takes work. And that takes, you know, a lot of times out in the yard and a lot of simplification. But a finished dog should be able to know the difference between a back and an over. And that's cued by hand signals and him or her hearing over or back. So, and then the last thing on my list per se, well, two more things. Uh, second to last thing is being able to run cold blinds. Now cold blinds are your typical, uh, your maybe hunt somewhere new, your dog's never been here, uh, you know, you may have not never been here, and you start shooting ducks, and you start to start working blind retrieves. Now, dogs are smarter than a lot of people think. Uh, heck, dogs are super smart. I don't know what I'm saying. But dogs will know. That's why when you're training your dog, you don't want to train in the same spot all the time. You want to kind of mix it up because your dog will eventually find out, kind of figure out where you're putting your piles, where you're putting your bumpers at, which way you throw and stuff like that. So a cold blind is, again, something completely new and you're going to be running a blind retrieve on somewhere that your dog has never been. And again, this is all relying on the dog's trust in you and your ability to give him the right hand signals to get him to where the down bird is. So, and last but not least, the thing with duck dogs that I feel like rounds it off and polishes a dog off is just the ability to turn off when it's time to turn off. Uh, I highly believe, especially with Labrador Retrievers and even Boykin Spaniels and the other breeds, that they're all great family dogs. And we obviously, we stay more at home than we do out duck season for us only last 60 days. Give it 65 days if you count the early season for us. But, you know, that's 300 more days at home. So your dog's got to be able to turn off and be a family pet. So with those things being said, you know if you're showing a, if you're showing off a dog to a to a potential buyer, you're going to got a litter of puppies. You want to show off what their parents can do. Uh, make sure the dogs can steady really well. Make sure their marking ability is on point. Make sure they can take the casts and drills. Show them a cold blind uh, and. Uh, their overall boundaries and just let them know that and bring your if you got kids or family bring them out let them know the dogs don't have a temperament and they uh they they fare well with uh kids and other dogs that's another uh big thing for us so that being said this is all what i feel like as a as you know just an amateur dog trainer uh what dogs should be able to what your retrievers should be able to do and again 
my friend got ate up though. Back to the the post. My friend got ate up on this. Uh, it's terrible. And I came in and uh, I may have put my two cents out. May have told some people, you know, just to how I felt and you know how I feel like they're an idiot for saying that stuff. So, and you know, the one of the thing, the driving things was was that they were trying to say some people on the fence were trying over on the other side of the fence were trying to say that it's not the dog's job or quotation marks job to pick up birds. Uh, the other part was saying that it is their job to pick up birds. That's why you got them. And I cannot agree with that 100%. Uh, when you buy a duck dog for retrieving, it is nine times, 9.9 times out of the 10, uh, that dog should have came from a, a family that, uh, a breed history or fam breeding that hunts dogs. So it should already be kind of ingrained in their DNA per se or in their mind. Uh, in their genetics, but you didn't buy that dog just to sit in your lap in the duck mind. You bought that dog to go out, get ducks, bring them to you to make your life easier. But on the a caveat to that is that if you train a dog well, and a lot of dogs will just have a natural ability to retrieve, they like doing it. They like their job. They're, uh, you know, a lot of us don't like our jobs, so we do, but uh, these dogs love their jobs, so yeah, it is their job. They enjoy it and they do it for fun. But technically, it's a job, you know. And they, you know, it's like the old saying goes: "If you love what you're doing, you'll never work a day in your life." So, but don't get me wrong. I highly believe that that's you know that's their job is to pick up ducks and to bring them back to you. And that's what a lot of people were saying. They were saying that wasn't their job. That you're cruel for saying that, and it's not. It's not being cruel. I love Tucker. I love Emma. I know Court Haley love Emma, and uh, their Tucker stays inside all the time. He's with my kids. He gets loves. He gets fed the best food that we can afford. You know, uh, he gets exercise. So I treat him. I mean, he gets loves. But come November, December, January. Uh, call it cruel or not, but he's out in frigid waters picking picking up the ducks that we shoot, and he enjoys it. He'd do it, and that's what separates a dog from a lot of other pets and stuff. Is it that that sheer dedicate? Actually, I back that up. That, and you see it a lot with police dogs too. That sets certain breeds of dogs against other breeds. You know, Labradors, most of your Retrievers, your Shepherds, your Malinois. You know. These police dogs that are out there, they form a tight-knit bond with their owner, and they would do anything for their owner, you know, and that for a police dog, that means, you know, charging a crim an armed criminal. For duck dogs, that means plowing through ice and, you know, sub-zero temperatures to fetch up a duck for their owner. Uh, it's, it's just a trait that I love about dogs, and I love that. Uh, I get to witness it and be a part of it with Tucker and, and Emma, and it's it's amazing. And speaking of Murphy, uh, I felt that bond with Murphy on my first duck dog when we were out in 10 degree weather and he was busting ice trying to and picking up Yadwalls. So uh, it's it's an amazing it's amazing uh, trait that do these retrievers and dogs have. And I uh, thank God every day for it. But and I keep and I'm sorry, I keep jumping all over the place. But back to the Facebook thing. And this is going to tie in on the back end of this podcast. If you're going to put something on Facebook that's negative towards somebody, I mean, have a reason at least. I mean, as a Christian man, I, I shouldn't support negativity, but 
you know, especially new hunters that are coming up that are or new dog owners that are asking simple questions. Uh, why is their dog doing this or why did their dog not do that? You don't have to be an ass about it to these people. Uh, I don't know why some people are asses. I, I don't know if it comes natural. My wife says I'm an ass. Maybe I am. But, you know, we always, Court and I have always been on the, and our duck group as well, have always been on the same page that we always will help the next person coming up. That's That's just part of it. That's part of keeping duck hunting alive in a world that is growing more and more anti-gun and anti-hunting. This sport will die off unless you bring up the next generation in a positive and fun manner. And being an outright dick on the internet to somebody for asking a simple dog question is not going to encourage hunters, new hunters especially, to hunt anymore or even to ask questions so then they may learn something wrong and then they pass it on and that's just a bad trait that gets put into the into the system people hate there's some people that hate quote-unquote millennials duck hunting well you know they're hunting at least it's a millennial with a gun so that's what i got to say about that but come on guys and gals i know most of y'all are, are good people that listen to this podcast and wouldn't do this. But if you see somebody getting bashed on the internet, I encourage you to step in. And if you got to be a dick, be a dick. But, you know, step up for that person. I sent my, sent my friend a, a Facebook message. I said, don't listen to them. I said, this is what you need to do. It's a simple fix. Don't put this Labrador that you've put time and money into train in the house. He's doing good. And, you know, my friend understood that. So stick up for your fellow duck hunters. Stick up for the new guys. Uh, I've said that from day one since we've doing this, started doing this podcast. And just have fun with it. You know, I mean, we're all out there to hunt ducks. We're all out there to have a good time. We're all wanting to post them sunrise pictures. Gotcha. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, just don't be a jerk to people that are just new and just naive to it. And with that being said, we are now Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday morning as our duck season. So I will try to get Court Barrett and whoever else on the podcast uh, after opener. And we will hopefully have some fun stories to tell. you got big trips planned. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned to our Instagram, BC Retrievers. You can stay tuned to Court's Instagram as well. Uh, just type in Court Barrett. And a Johnny Barnacle is my own Instagram, but uh, check it out. Stay tuned. I uh, hope we have a fun and safe year uh, for all y'all that are about to start or have started. Uh, hope y'all are killing it, having fun. Be safe. Uh, tag us in your pictures uh, on Instagram, especially. Uh, we love seeing your dogs and your hunts, so uh, don't be afraid to do a little tag on us. And with that being said, thank y'all for the support. Sorry for the little uh, lull in the in the podcast but uh, as far as the episodes but uh, we'll be back on it y'all have a good night